Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Happy New Year to everyone out there in Steeler country. 2018, not a great year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, it starts with that embarrassing loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the uh, in the playoffs. And then you go into the 2018 season, so much expectation in that year. And this team missed the playoffs in 9-6-1. But that's not even the worst part of the 2018 season because what we end 2018 with is a report from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that Antonio Brown skipped out on practice at the end of the week. Had some sort of dust up with Ben Roethlisberger on Wednesday. Did not show up for practice on Thursday, Friday. Missed a meeting on Saturday and showed up to the game expecting to play on Sunday and was likely suspended for that game by Mike Tomlin. We're going to talk a lot today about that situation. How did it all play out? And, and what is what is the future for Antonio Brown on this football team? Should there be a future for Antonio Brown on this football team going into 2019? This is just the latest in a long line now of incidents with Antonio Brown off the field. So we'll talk about it today. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Tony Serino. You can find more of this podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get your daily dose. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find us on Instagram, Locked On Steelers. And you can find us on Facebook as well. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit the like button. Make sure you also join that Facebook group. Before we get to all this AB nonsense, let's start the day with some news and notes not related to Antonio Brown because Monday was actually a pretty newsworthy day for the Steelers outside of all the AB stuff, which dominated the news cycle. Chris Boswell's brother said that he had a uh, he tore his groin. He had a grade two tear of his groin, according to Chris Boswell's brother. So that's what Boswell hurt during pregame of that Saints game. And he was able to play through that, but the pain continued throughout the week and ultimately led to Boswell being placed on injured reserve. Now, the Steelers had signed Matt McCrane. He replaced Boswell against the Bengals. He played well, and McCrane's contract goes into 2019, according to Matt McCrane. So, McCrane will likely be back in some way in 2019, and will be there, you know, no TAs and all that, uh, to compete with Boswell, likely for that starting kicker job. I don't imagine that the Steelers are just going to go with Boswell again in 2019. He's going to have some sort of competition there, and it's likely going to be from Matt McCrane, but that groin injury kind of tells you what you need to know there. This was not the Steelers kind of stashing away Boswell and IR because, you know, just because, right? He did, he he was, in fact, injured during the Saints game. Mike Munchak, the Steelers offensive line coach in high demand around the NFL. A lot of teams firing their coaches on Sunday evening and into Monday, and those teams are, a lot of those teams are very interested in Steelers offensive line coach Mike Munchak. Those teams include the Miami Dolphins, the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, and the Denver Broncos. And there's some other teams. The Arizona Cardinals may get involved here as well. Uh, we'll see. But, you know, n- not surprising to see that Mike Munchak, who is a former coach, where he was formerly the head coach of the uh, the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, he's had head coaching experience in the past. Not a great head coach, or didn't have a great record there in Tennessee. But he does have head coach experience. And the job he's done in Pittsburgh with this offensive line, tremendous. You know, you start with the left tackle position and what he had to do there bring up a guy like Kelvin Beecham, a late-round pick, who Kelvin Beecham thought of as one of the best left tackles in the game, left and got a bunch of money from the Jacksonville Jaguars, even after tearing his ACL. Then he he, he brings in, uh, he converts Alejandro Villanueva to left tackle, and Villanueva now becomes one of the better left tackles in the game. The, the job he's done coaching up a guy like DeCastro, who was already thought of as a very good guard now, DeCastro thought of as one of the, the best guards in football. You go to the right side with what he did with Matt Filer this year, uh, in replacing Marcus Gilbert late in the year, and, and just you know the, the idea that that guys can come in and out of this lineup when when BJ Finney had to get inserted at times, both at the center position and at guard when when Pouncey went down over the last couple of years, or when Ramon Foster went down 
over the past couple years. You really haven't seen any sort of drop-off when these guys have had to come in and out. And I think that's both a talent evaluation with Munchak and just coaching these guys up, man. I mean, this offensive line has been among the best in the league really since Munchak got here or as Munchak kind of took over on that offensive line. The job he's done is tremendous. And I would love to see the Steelers keep him in some capacity. You know, you'd have to sweeten his deal a lot in order to get him to stay. Of course, you know, having him turn down what, you know, the amount of teams interested in him, is someone going to give him an actual offer? Potentially. And in that way, I don't think there's anything the Steelers could do to sweeten the offer uh, to keep him away from that. But, you know, if they are going to keep him, it's it's likely going to be, the dollar sign is going to be rolling in there for Mike Munchak if he's going to stay on the Steelers. And, And, you know, look, the job he's done, tremendous in Pittsburgh. The Steelers signed the majority of the players from their practice squad onto reserve or future contracts, meaning that those guys will be with the team throughout the offseason into, into minicamp OTAs and then probably all the way through training camp. Those players running back Ralph Webb, wide receiver Trey Griffey, wide receiver Tevin Jones, tight end Christian Scotland-Williamson, guard RJ Prince, center Patrick Morris, defensive tackle LeVon Hooks, outside linebacker Keon Adams, and cornerback Herb Waters. Not signed from the practice squad just yet are the two big names. Those are inside linebacker Matthew Thomas and tight end Bucky Hodges. Or I should say, you know, Matthew Thomas, obviously the biggest name of the practice squad. He was, you know, every Steeler fan had the dream that Matthew Thomas would be the answer at inside linebacker. Now, he didn't get a chance in 2018, likely because LJ Ford had such a good year and really took kind of the place there of Matthew Thomas. But you know, I think there's still an expectation going into 2019 that the Steelers can upgrade that position again right, over John Bostic, over Vince Williams. And Matthew Thomas could be a player... You know, in in that uh, in that mix. Now, if Matthew Thomas isn't signed, or if he wants to go somewhere else, uh, I wouldn't blame him because look, you know, there's no there's no guarantee that Matthew Thomas goes into 2019 as a presumed starter or even as a presumed backup on this team. If the Steelers were to go out in free agency or even in the draft, high in the draft, and pick an inside linebacker, someone like a Devin White, and that's really going to hurt Matthew Thomas's chances of, of seeing the field because I think the Steelers are likely to re-sign L.J. Ford given how well he played. At the end of last year, you know, did they cut Bostic? I'm not sure that they actually cut him. You got Matikiewicz there for special teams duties. So I understand where Matthew Thomas is coming from here. You know, is there some animosity between him and the Steelers as far as, you know, Thomas being added to the 53 at the start of the year, then cut and added to the practice squad? You know, we'll see about that. Hopefully Matthew Thomas can be brought back in to the organization. He, he showed a spark during preseason and during training camp. You'd like to see him uh, back in 2019 because the arrow was pointing up for him, even if he didn't get a chance to show it in regular season games. And then for tight end Bucky Hodges, look, there could be a place for him on the 53-man roster in 2019 as well if he has a very good training camp next year. You know, look, Jesse James is a free agent. Will he be brought back? Will he will he, will he sign a bigger contract somewhere else? We shall see. But Bucky Hodges could certainly fill in the void there at the third tight end spot. So Bucky Hodges is another guy who you'd like to see the Steelers at least bring back and, and give him a chance in the 2019 training camp. And then, and then the other note here is that Zach Banner, the tackle who the Steelers had on their 53, tweeted that he uh, has re-signed with the Steelers for the 2019 season as well. All right, and let's get to all this A-B nonsense that, ha- that, that I guess it didn't happen on Monday. It broke on Monday, courtesy of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, Jerry Dulac and Ed Bouchette reporting for them that Antonio Brown was benched for this game against the Bengals after he skipped practices throughout the week, after he had a blow-up on Wednesday with reportedly... Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, look, I said this on yesterday's podcast, right, that it was so weird how lifeless the Steelers looked in a must-win game, you know, coming off of some of their best offensive performances, including that one against the Saints. I mean, that, 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 the offense against the Saints looked very, very good, as, as good as they've looked 
all year. And I understand that AB didn't play in that game against the Bengals, but boy, the drop-off, not just in, in play, but in intensity, uh, you know, I mean, as I said, they looked they looked lifeless out there. And it was, it, you know, it was one of those things that was just unexplainable. And yet here we are now, and it's very explainable. Uh, you know, now when you consider what this team was going through throughout the week with Antonio Brown and, and the, reportedly the blow-up that he had with Ben Roethlisberger and then refusing to show up for practice, refusing to answer text messages, all of that throughout the week, and it makes so much more sense. Now. So let's just set the table here with exactly what happened. The initial report comes from, as I said, the Post-Gazette and Jerry Dulac and Ed Bouchette. Um, they said that a, a, a disagreement occurred Wednesday morning to a root, during a routine walkthrough uh, that precedes their regular afternoon practice on the south side. Brown was disgusted and threw a football in Roethlisberger's direction. After that, Brown did not practice for the rest of the week. Now, the one the one quote here that really got me uh, during re- while reading this article was they said, according to several sources, Brown showed up at Heinz Field expecting to play against the Bengals. That surprised several players including one who called the situation, quote, embarrassing and, quote, the worst I've ever seen. That player said the entire situation and the way it was handled affected his desire to play in the game. So, you know, that, and the first thing your mind goes to here is everything that Tomlin was saying during the week about Antonio Brown, the knee discomfort, you know, the fact that he's being sent to Pittsburgh to get, you know, to get this looked at, right? A, a, a real you know a covering up of what's really going on here uh, and so th- that's the word, that's where my mind went first in this is why is why are we trying to hide what what is going on with Antonio Brown why are we covering this up and if you have players who who are disgusted by the fact that Antonio Brown goes to the game and thinks he's playing you know I, you know it, Tomlin should have made very clear to AB you are suspended for this football game there's not a chance in hell you are playing in this game after the way that he acted throughout the week. But you know, I guess there's more to this story now. So let's I want to play a clip here from, from Adam Schefter on SportsCenter where he kind of goes into uh, more detail here with what happened between Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I can tell you, Zubin, to add on to the Pittsburgh Press-Gazette and what it reported here, that the initial dispute occurred Wednesday. And Antonio Brown ran a route in practice. Ben Roethlisberger told him to run the route again. He didn't like that. I think he felt like he was getting shown up. Mm. So he left the practice field. Ben went to speak to him after, but Antonio Brown left the facility at that time. A number of Steelers, employees, players, even the team owner himself, Art Rooney, reached out what? to Antonio Brown, and he did not return any of their texts or messages. He did not show up on Saturday. He showed up on Sunday thinking that he would be healthy enough to play in the game and was promptly deactivated. Now, keep in mind... I think part of this also stems from the fact that just last week, the Steelers selected Juju Smith-Schuster as their team MVP, mm-hmm. not Antonio Brown after the season that he had. That might have been a slight that affected some of his thinking here, but there have been a number of issues that have occurred like this. This is the latest in a long line of them, and really, it is a fitting end to what was a tumultuous season in Pittsburgh ends in a tumultuous way with Antonio Brown. Tumult- so Adam Schefter speculating there that part of this with Antonio Brown comes from the fact that he was not named team MVP. That's I think some of that comes from uh, a report that Dayan Kovacevic, the uh, DK of TK Pittsburgh Sports, had in his report on Monday where uh, Dayan said on, tw- on December 28th, he got, the, he got an anonymous tip that said, quote, Antonio Brown is not injured. He's refusing for, to, to show up for not being named team MVP. Also mad at Ben and wants to be traded. So that, you know, look, none of that can be proven. Right. Uh, that, that's, you know, an anonymous tip that Dayon got. But it does kind of line up with the rest of the story that we do know. There was some sort of dust up 
between A.B. and Ben Roethlisberger on Wednesday. Now, how bad that got? Did he throw a football at him? You know, did, did A.B. just get mad and leave practice? You know, that I guess that I guess is up for debate or, or there's been uh, differing reports on that. But there was something that happened between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger on Wednesday. He did not show up for Saturday's walkthrough. Showed up Sunday expecting to play. Was deactivated and then, according to reports, left at halftime. So those that video that we saw on Sunday of the Steeler players at Heinz Field watching the the uh, the monitor there as they were watching uh, and hoping that the Browns could come back and win that football game and send the Steelers into the playoffs. Antonio Brown not only not with his team on the field there, not in the stadium whatsoever. Not a good look for Antonio Brown at all. Now, does he want to be traded? You know, you, uh, no reports of that just yet. Um, but as far as the you know not being named team MVP and could that have uh, have started all of this? I think that's been speculated a lot. It, it, you know, look, it makes somewhat of sense here that Antonio Brown, who's been the best receiver on this team, been one of the best receivers in the league, remains one of the best receivers in the league. Could he have been upset that this team gave Juju team MVP? Of course, of course, that could happen. Um, can't get in AB's head. Can't know for sure. But but as I was saying before, you know th- how Tomlin handled this was my first thought, right? Because, you know, you got the team turmoil stuff, the, the soap opera that continues with this football team year after year, and here we go again. And why is Tomlin covering for this during the week? Why is he saying, oh, you know, we're going to send him out to Pittsburgh for tests when what's actually happening is ABS walked out and no one can get a hold of him? But, I, you know, I guess, look, in, in thinking about this again uh, or, or rethinking about this and, and having some time to digest this whole situation. I guess Tomlin played it right, especially given the idea that, look, if, if Adam Schefter's re- report there is right now, and I trust Adam's reporting, that that no one in the organization could get a hold of AB, including the owner, Art Rooney. He won't even respond to the owner himself. Um, then you have to, okay, then I, I get where the Steelers are. We're not going to air this out you know, in public just yet because who even knows what's happening with Antonio Brown? He shows up to the game. They tell him then, you are suspended for this game. You are not playing in this football game. And then AB elects to not show up on Monday for the final team meeting of the year. So we'll see what Tomlin has to say on Wednesday. He will do his po- he will do his press conference, his final press conference of the year tomorrow. I will do this podcast directly following that with comments from Tomlin. Um, we'll see what he has to say about this. He's going to be asked a lot about this situation, uh, and rightly so, because look, this is not the first time that we've had this kind of dust up with Antonio Brown, where he's missed meetings. Or, or he's had some sort of antics off the field. Remember, he missed a, a meeting directly following the Chiefs game. The Monday meeting he missed, uh, because a- and that's after he had the blow up on the sideline with it with Randy Feigner, with Daryl Drake, the wide receiver coach. Um, and then he said, you know, we suck, that kind of thing. That's why, And that's why he missed it, because he was so mad because we suck. And he missed a meeting on Monday. He wasn't suspended for that game following, wasn't sp- suspended for anything that week. Right, that was dealt with internally, and that kind of thing. Um, so, look, this team turmoil stuff continues to come up. And so, is some of this on Tomlin? You know, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Tomlin the benefit of the doubt here and say that I think he handled this one rightly. There's no way you can play a B in this game, even though this is a must-win game. You absolutely have to beat the Bengals to have any shot of making the playoffs. He was absolutely right in suspending him for this football game. If that's if that's indeed what happened, and it, by all reports, that is how this went down. But how does this keep happening? And how does how, how is this this team continues to go through 
this kind of off-the-field turmoil. We went into this season in, in 2018 saying this is the one thing this team has to fix. We can talk about on-the-field play with communication on defense and, and, and making tackles, being better in the red zone, right? All of these things that on the field, of course, you want to fix. But the biggest thing this team had to fix was stop being a distraction off the field. Can, can we stop having everything that happens with this team, you know, happen in public and happen through the media, um, and again, in that way, I, I give Tomlin credit for keeping this in-house, trying to take care of this in-house. Although you do have to wonder by what that player meant when he said how this was handled, was embar- the situation was embarrassing, the worst I've seen, and the entire situation and the way it was handled affected his desire to play in the game. Right? What, what does that mean? What did that player mean? I would love to, to know who that player was and, and get more from that player about that. Because your mind does have to go to, is Tomlin, is this team just trying to cover it up entirely. Now, look, AB got suspended for the game, and that is the right way to handle this one internally. He should not have been allowed to play in this game, and I credit Tomlin for that. But, but you do go back to things that that former players like James Harrison have said in the past about how you know Tomlin doesn't treat all the players the same, and that certain guys are given special treatment. And, and Aditi Kumbawala had this on NFL Network yesterday when she was saying how Tomlin has the saying of, we will tolerate you until we can replace you. They don't need to tolerate Antonio Brown. They need to get him right. They need to get him straight. Because if he's if this is going to be Antonio Brown, and this has been Antonio Brown, but but this is the worst that Antonio Brown's done. All, all, all you know, the, the, you got incidents with Antonio Brown going all the way back to the offseason training camp, all of that, right? This is not the first incident with Antonio Brown, but this is certainly the worst. This is a must-win game. Steelers can make the playoffs, and he's mad about something, whether it's team MVP, whether it's that Ben showed him up in practice, whatever it was. It's, it, it doesn't matter because skipping out on practice, skipping out of this football team, and then showing up at the stadium and still expecting to play, that's the part that I guess you have to go to is why did he think he could skip out on practice, skip out on, on, on meetings, and then still play in the football game? That kind of goes to the, 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 the ship that Tomlin's running, right? You, know, you, you, you miss work for a couple days, and then you show up, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm still good, right? I, not, I, there's there's going to be no repercussions for that. Part of that, I guess, you know, you can go to that whole kind of, you know, it, it affected my, my, my the, the way it was handled and all that. Um, but look, I, as I said, Tomlin handled this the right way. I guess for me, you know, going forward now with Antonio Brown, how does this team deal with it from this point forward? You have a player who who has not talked to anyone still, by all reports. Ben Roethlisberger on his radio show today, I'm recording this right after his radio show, seems to be in some way covering up for this, although... You know, again, there's so many differing reports on this, but AB said on his radio show, quote, if there was a blowout, I certainly didn't see it. He talked to, to AB on Thursday in the morning and, quote, everything was great, but hasn't been hasn't been able to get a hold of AB since and says that, you know, he understands why people are upset at AB uh, for not showing up the rest of the week. So no one has been in touch with Antonio Brown really since Thursday morning, right? That's the last we know someone was in touch with AB. That was Ben Roethlisberger. Um, but you know, the, the future for AB on this team, I mean, look, you know, this team has to stop with the team turmoil stuff. It, it has to, this stuff has to go away. And in that way, look, I understand the salary cap implications of getting rid of Antonio Brown. I understand that this team is not going to save money by doing it. And it's going to make itself a worse team by getting rid of him. But at some point this, this stops becoming play about the play on the field and starts becoming about getting this steel organization back to where it was. I mean, this organization 
used to be a team where we would laugh at teams like the Bengals and and the Ravens who would have all this off-the-field turmoil and players who were involved in, in all kinds of crazy incidents off the field. And now the Steelers have become, over the past, let's say, five years, they've become the butt of that joke so often. right? You, you look at the Killer B era. And what what is what is the we've talked a lot about this on this podcast. What is the legacy of the Killer B era? Well, I'll tell you this: the if this is the end of Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh, boy, did the Killer B era end in a spectacular fashion in 2018. Le'Veon Bell holds out the entire year in spectacular fashion in his own right by just not telling anyone, not just not showing up. You know, crazy, crazy uh, in his own right. And then Antonio Brown refusing to show up for the final game of the year, a must-win game for the or excuse me, re- refusing to show up during practice that week, but then showing up and expecting to play in the game, and now you know forcing his way out of town or however this is going to end up with the Steelers um, potentially you know trading him or you know however this ends up with Antonio Brown. What a spectacularly bad end to the Killer Biera if this is indeed the end. And I think you know for me, I understand this team is not going to be better with Antonio Brown off the football team. But at some point, it stops becoming about the play on the field, right? I, I understand we want to, this team is, is very upset right now. Fan base is very upset right now at how the 2018 season ended. And, 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 by, and, and by the way, how the 2017 season ended. All right, this team has been on a, a downward slide since you know they lost to Jacksonville in embarrassing fashion in the playoffs. And then they've missed the playoffs in embarrassing fashion by losing so many close games at the end of the year. Now, 2018 was not a good year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but at some point you got to stop caring about the on the field stuff, and you got to fix your house. You got you got to fix the off the field problems that continue to plague this team. You know, this used to be an organization that others would model themselves after, from an off the field perspective, right? The, the the fact that they never fire their coaches and they're so they're so steady in that way, and they you know they don't put up with off the field nonsense. You go back to San Antonio Holmes and, and his you know San Antonio Holmes team MVP, and two years later. Traded off the team for a fifth-round pick. That's how this team used to deal with this kind of nonsense. But now, are we really going to become the team that will put up with this because he's too good? You know, AB's just too good. We're going to we're just gonna have to put up with this year after year because AB's too good. Is that the team that the Steelers are now going into 2019? I sure hope not. I hope the Steelers put an end to this. Again, I understand it's going to make this team worse in 2019, but I'm willing to watch a worse product on the field if this team will stop having so many problems off the field. That's where I am with the Antonio Brown situation. That's where I am with the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization. This team has become who we used to laugh at. We used to mock the teams that had this many off the field problems, that everything was drama, drama, drama. And now the Steelers are exactly that football team. That is the legacy of the Killer B era. So, you know, again, as I said, I understand the salary cap implications. This team saves no money. They're going to have a ton of dead, dead, dead cap space. If they were to uh, if they were to release Antonio Brown or tr- or probably trade him, but it's a, you know, again, I, 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 this team needs to go back to being a, an organization that cares or that is that is more about fixing on the field problems and not have to go into every offseason trying to fix off the p- field problems. Because here we are again in 2019 talking about this team and the off the field problems that they have, and how is this team going to go into 2019? And fix the off-the-field problems. This team has enough to fix on the field for 2019. This team defensively likely has to go through major changes. That's an on-the-field problem, not an off-the-field problem. But here we are. We're going to talk about off-the-field and how we're going to fix AB. And you know, is it, is it, does AB want to be traded and all of that? Just you got to be done with it. You got to be done with it. You're going to make your team worse, fine, but you're going to fix this team in the long run. 
And I think that's far more important. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com, the email address. You can follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry, and I'll be back tomorrow for more Locked On Steelers.